Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, the heart stopper, Jamie Iglesias, and our special guest today is the one and only Steve Walter. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can also on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok, the Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives.gmail.com. And please like, subscribe so we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. J-Dub, how are we doing, my good man? I'm feeling groovy, baby. Feeling groovy, looking groovy. Jamie, how are you? I'm doing amazing. Well, speaking of amazing, this is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspectives, exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. the show today we got a good one super excited for this uh want to thank fan of the show listener of the show former guest of the show mutual friend bob miles for helping us out get this guest i mean we're bob's talking oh bob's the best absolutely love bob so it, it, it uh you know bob uh, had told us when he was doing his guitar show this guy is a must he is the man he owns the cutting room in new york He's been in music seemingly forever, and he's got so many cool stories. He's an accomplished musician, a Berkeley grad. Really excited to get into it. Steve, thank you so much for being on the show. Super excited to get started. But before we get started, I would just like to ask, what movie do you think is better? The Godfather Part 1 or The Godfather Part 2? My favorite, too. Two? Yeah. Yeah. Godfather Part 2, for sure. Part 1 is uh, fantastic. Doesn't exist. You don't get a part two with a part one, but uh, fine. Your answer is acceptable. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep it going then. I want to ask this. Uh, Steve, who do you prefer, the Beatles or the Stones? Beatles. Beatles. See. Finally. So you like it? All Stones. I think out of the last, I don't know, 10 people polled, I think eight have been Stones. Yeah. I would agree, but it's you know honestly though it it you we're we, everyone we've asked is kind of a freaking jabroni, you know what I mean? If you ask a real music guy and he says Beatles, what does that tell you? You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, uh, Beatles had vocal harmony, composition,s 
I like the Stones, Brian, Brian Jones period. He had a lot more to my more musical stuff. My opinion. I mean, your opinion's a lot better than ours. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, okay. Just an opinion. Yeah. Hey, you're not, you're, you're, I mean, you know, it's a, it's Everybody's a, got it, one, but some are better than others. Yeah. Ours are like assholes, you know, but yours are probably very well educated. And assholes very well and armpits. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. So, okay. Then let's keep it going. Uh, okay. Who do you like better? Bill Murray or Chevy Chase? Mm, uh, Bill Murray. Yep. You're damn right, Bill Murray. You're goddamn right, Justin, because Bill Murray is better than Chevy Chase. And I'm telling you right now, no one says Chevy. No one. Chevy Chase in uh, Dirty Work. Fantastic character. Sure. Sure. He did Gloria. Very funny. He came in. He did Gloria at your. He sang Gloria at your bar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, The Gloria. Gloria, yeah, 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 yeah. That song? No, not that one. No, the G L O R I. Oh, the uh, the uh, Van Morrison one, right? Or what is it? No, the right, Doors. Right, when he was with the band Them, exactly. Yeah, G L O R I, Gloria. Oh, that dude, one, that's great fucking tune. I'll tell you, it was in uh, the the Outsiders, the movie The Outsiders. It plays in the opening. Of that great oh, no, fucking but- tune. Great tune. Yeah. Man, that's a badass tune. Kind of man, now you got me jonesing for a little bit of that. Nice. Okay. Man. <laughs> it's funny though that he's saying, you know, the glor G L G L O R I Gloria. And me and Justin right away went to, oh my God, Gloria? L- Laura Brannigan? Somebody's gonna find you. Gloria. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who sings that song. Is it Singing Gloria? Yeah. Isn't it Laura Brannigan? Am I wrong? I have no idea. Who knows? Hey, whoever it was, she uh, she nailed it. Nice. So, okay, let's get it started. Oh, I'll ask you this: Do you know? Um, do, do you have a preference on Biggie or Tupac, Steve? Um, not really. You yeah, know, I'm not that much aficionado on rap or hip hop. You know, it's a couple two by each I like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. You know, everyone. You know, you you like what sounds good. I'm with you, man. Whatever sounds good. Yeah, I don't be on Biggie, however. Right. So, okay. So, uh, like you said, you were. Let's get back to the start. So you kinda, were. Uh, I want to know what kind of uh, what kind of wingman this guy is. Oh, okay, all right. That's an important question, Justin. You're right, and it's my fault for the oversight, and I apologize That's to everybody. Too, you're getting too excited. You're getting I'm ahead too, of yourself. I just want to get right into it. Yeah, you know. So, okay, Steve, this is an important question, and this is going to decide the person you are. Okay, when it comes to eating wings, okay, are you drums or are you flats? Float. What what you your flats? Flat, yeah. Without the bones, you mean? Yeah, yeah. All right. So okay. Unfortunately, you said you're a flat, right? Right, Steve? Yes, yes. Bummer. Yeah, it's the correct answer. Nah, it's heartbreaking. It's crazy how many flats there are in the world. You think no they, idea. Right. You know, James, I'm with you. As you I assume this crusted chicken. I'm not that much of a wings guy, but yeah. Right, right. I mean, yeah. you know, right. Not a big wing guy either, but when it comes to wings it's flats over drums these two are barbarians and they eat drumsticks like <laughs> i've read five books justin okay you know and how many I, books eat I've read? How many? I actually was talking to my brother about this the other day i've never finished a book not surprising i don't think i have either don't worry <laughs> i'm a failure do uh do audiobooks count no then i probably haven't eh, well no i have a couple <laughs> but you know what are you gonna do who needs books right come on jeez what are we dweebs so either way let's keep it moving so all right steve here uh you said you grew up in asbury park new jersey outside, right right outside of there right 
Okay. And then you had said to us before that you uh your your first you got her first hit with the music love bug when you saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Is that right? That's right. Like every baby boomer, yeah. <laughs> nice. Hey, but I mean what did they know. call it? The the British invasion, right? Or what they, yeah. Oh yeah, it became a Beatlemania. Yeah. It was an amazing time. I couldn't could you like I know like there's been like Backstreet Boys and uh Elvis and like you know uh the, the One Direction like yeah but like I don't but I don't think Michael Jackson was on the level of like teenage girl kind of like could uh, could you imagine being so like having an aura of such that you made girls faint at the sight yeah. of you like John yeah. Lennon and Paul McCartney were making girls faint at the sight of them they actually had orgasms watching them i mean we you know that's everybody though just right? shaking <laughs> i mean that's walking walking out, the whole yeah. culture you guys are walking ball. out with wet spots yeah but no the beetle boots the the tight pants the long hair they changed the whole social culture oh yeah the be the the whole beetle bob right you know yeah yeah well they i mean it seems like every album they had affected culture you know what i mean Okay. Right, like they, like they always did something different. They didn't rely on what worked last time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy to see too. Like, because what was the help was the first one, right? Like their first album was Help, right? We beat the Beatles in America. Okay, so, and then, but then, like their transition to Sergeant Pepper. You know what I mean? Like oh, you yeah. look at them then to look at the Sergeant Pepper. You're like, holy smokes, these aren't even yeah. the same guys. You know, yeah. but sure. They, they just crushed it every time. Yeah, unbelievable. But I mean, too, like you have to say, like I don't know, their just impact on music in general can't be said enough. I know I I love That's the Stones, right. but Beatles are unreal. They are unreal. Well, well, they were influenced by Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys album on the West Coast. Pet Sounds first. God only knows inspired Paul to write here, there, and everywhere. Um, so that inspired Arch and Pepper at the West Coast, England, the East Coast was. Child is father to the man. The blood sweat tears down. That was their answer to it. Those are the three big ones that year. Wow, unreal. The, who's the album? Child is father of a, is it a blood sweat and tears? Now Cooper is with him. Before you know, David Clay and Thomas cheesy area era. Yeah, that was a major album. The Alice Cooper, right? No, blood sweat tears. Al Cooper, not Alice Cooper. Al Cooper. Oh, okay. That oh, was man. that's why I say with the East Coast. Beatles had London and Beach Boys Pet Sounds is West Coast. Yeah. I'll tell you, that was one. T uh, the Beach Boys, dude, they'll tell you, they'll put you in, as the kids would say, they'll put you in a vibe. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. You know? Wouldn't it be not? You know what I mean? Like, come oh, on. Yeah. God only knows. Carl was like 17 years old when he sang it. He came from high school. The voice of an angel. Wow. Could you? I, I mean... Dude, when I was 17 years old, I couldn't get like a girl to come within three feet of me, like 30 <laughs> feet of me. Let not even like my mom was like, get the fuck away from me, you fucking animal. You know what I mean? Like, come on, yeah. these guys. I couldn't imagine at that age because Brian Wilson would then. I mean, well, I don't want to get too much into it. I want to talk about you. But OK, so you grew up in Jersey in Asbury Park, which used right. like which has an incredible musical history. And at the time when you were coming up, had an unbelievable music scene going on, right? Yeah, sure did. So what kind of, how were you influenced and what, what kind of things were influencing you musically at that age or at that time? Um, well, besides Beatles, Young Rascals, British Invasion, all that stuff, Young Rascals came next. Even the Monkees had such great songwriters. Wow. And then um, I had a light show, if you remember, Colored Dives and Overhead Projectors and all that. So it's a concert called The Sunshine Inn in Asbury Park. And we did 
the lighting and all that. And it was, you know, Proclo Harum, Richie Havens, Edgar Winter, so Johnny Winter there, Slade, Uriah Heap, Cactus, Ruby Cannon, Rory Gallagher, Focus, Renaissance, Climax Blues Band. It was constant. Then a convention hall, Emerson Lake and Palmer, yes. You know, just so much music going on. And then there was a local scene of great players. Bruce was not the best player. There's a lot of great players back then, you know. Wow. Bruce is a lucky one who got signed and all. But it was an amazing scene. There's so many clubs and so much music going on. It was just phenomenal. Dude, Would... You know, you didn't think it was going to ever end. It was, a, it was a renaissance time in history anyway for music. Yeah. And then Asbury Park was just a great scene. And then it turned to Beirut. And now it's coming back again. Oh, yeah. I love it because you're not wrong because, you know, like people think of uh, Asbury Park at times. They think of like Bam Bam Bigelow. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. uh, it, it has that stigma to it as well. But you're saying that's crazy to think like, you know, Bruce Springsteen is, you know, he's the boss. Right. But you're saying yeah. it, at that time, you're like, Bruce was good. But we had a lot of guys cranking, and yeah. the scene I remember was just. I wouldn't pay two dollars at the student prince to see him. I said, "Who's playing tonight? Spring scene? Forget I'm not paying two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's incredible. Oh, I've never been hitching down Ocean Avenue, see him on the beach in East Summer around. But um, yeah. when we I, we did lights to the sunshine in night, and this was in February, I guess seventy three or something. His first album had just come out, and he came to the door, and we were like, "Yeah." He goes, yeah, I'm Bruce Springsteen, because he had really long hair. He had just cut. And he came, and they rehearsed. Um, Clarence had just got a job from child support. Vinny's living across the street at the cottage. Um, and they were working on 6345789, the Wilson Pickett's tune. And they're opening up for Elephant's Memory. We had to go on the roof and put the plastic letters on of who was playing. And they rehearsed all the afternoon. You know, that was... Uh, Wow. First time came out. Allison Steele from Many Debbie introduced them. They did two shows. Elvin's memory never played. I don't know what happened. Probably didn't get paid. But um Bruce did two shows. Man, that's so, awesome. I mean, it's yeah, so did you did you work at the theater? Is that like at the place? Yeah. We had a cake because the owner lived in Queens. So we would open up, sell tickets, stage crew, we did all the lighting and stuff. I didn't even couldn't even drive yet. <laughs> 15 16 years old was pretty amazing time man so you were kind of like so you were just so in in like encapsulated by the music by the scene by everything that's going on that you went to the biggest club you're like i'll do whatever i just want to be around it right yeah exactly we had a light show i had my own band and all that stuff just obsessed with it yeah man i mean just that's incredible so okay so, like you said, you had your own band, and you're playing, and you're just li- like you're loving living music, having a great time, and you're jamming out. Your your uh, guitar is your is your main your main instrument of choice, right? Right. Sure. Yeah. So you were, you know, like I feel like what people, you know, I feel like this applies to music a lot, where it's like you do what you love you never work a day in your life, like that saying. So when it comes to like yeah. learning an instrument. If you want to be great at it, you kind of have to have that obsession attitude of like, I just want to be playing all the time. I just think about ripping and going. So, you know, you you were, I guess, at that point of just like being obsessed with the music and learning new things and getting and, and getting better guitar. How did you know or what gave you the angst to to try and get into Berkeley and then eventually get into Berkeley? Um, Well, I knew it was the best music school. Yeah, you know, it's still contemporary is. music school. Yeah, and so I 
that was it. That's what I wanted to do. So when I, my parents said, you got to go to college, <laughs> you know, so that's what I did. And Boston was terrific when I was here. When I was there, Pat Matheny was 17, just joined Gary Burton's band. He was around. I had Gary Burton for improv. It was amazing. There's only two buildings when I was there. It was much smaller. It was an incredible time. You know, it's a so, great education. Do you remember uh, what the process was to get into Berkeley at that time? Because I it mean, wasn't like that you're hard saying, to get in, it's hard to get out. You know, not a lot of people graduate. <laughs> oh, so, really? Yeah, for, for different reasons. You know, it could be money. Could be I feel like playing music. And I don't want to be doing this, or it's really hard. But they say when I got there, two kids from each class will graduate. So. You know, whoa, it was hard, a lot of work. They had plus, you got to do guitar fish evaluations and all kinds of stuff, like but plus, too, like there's a bunch of like if you're in you're in new york you're in the mecca there's a they know like you can play if you're at berkeley because you are like you already got a stamp of, of approval almost because you're at berkeley they're like okay what i mean whatever this guy's doing he can play they wouldn't let him in here unless he could play so there's probably people pulling you every which way so for you to resist that temptation and concentrate on on your you know on your art and on your craft that says a lot too Right. And that's probably part of the part of like what makes it difficult to graduate. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People just want to play. They want to do all the, you know, it's, it was hard. A lot of yeah. vocal stuff, a lot of, you know, writing and theory and all that, your training, all that kind of thing. And I had fine arts and history, Western Civ and English and all that in physics, all that as well. So it was, it was definitely a lot of work. It teaches you tremendous discipline. So yeah. if you apply that to other things, you know, it's, it was really good. Yeah. Awareness, discipline, sensitivity, all that. Yeah. It was amazing. Then when I got out of disco, it's happened. I had to do the Jersey club circuit, all that stuff. It was, it was a hard adjustment, you know, searching for such high creative and aesthetic value. And you got to go out and play bad girls and hot stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I was teaching guitar too. And a lot of students who want to learn, they want to learn free bird and stare into heaven, you know, <laughs> back then. Yeah. So it was, it's a, that's another rude awakening after you know, looking yeah. to be creative. Yeah, man, that's, that's funny. funny. Would Ber you Berkeley University in California? Berkeley, no, College. no, that's different. This is Boston. It's spelled differently as well. Berkeley Ber Culture Music in Boston. Berkeley and San Francisco. Are, um, you know, that's all regular school. Uh, it's the Berkeley Music College in Boston, not the uh the one in California. Right. Back. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Then I was wrong. I thought Berkeley was in New York. I'm a fucking dipshit. So, so did I. <laughs> no, there's one now, the Power Station. They bought that recording show and they call Berkeley, New York now. It's a master's program. Okay. Just, and uh, yeah. Okay. So, what you're saying now is there is a Berkeley in New York and actually they, Berkeley, they are, uh, they have like a night at your club, the cutting room, which we'll get into more and have a link in the description for. Uh, your club, they're actually performing there tonight. Isn't that right? That's correct. They're upstairs sound checking right now. Oh, man. Exciting. That's, I mean, that's got to be such a thrill for you to see all the new talent come through. And there's so many artists that have been discovered in your club. And then there's so many legends that have played there, too. I'm really excited to get into that. But uh, let's keep this going. So uh, you're you're at Berkeley. You would end up graduating from Berkeley. And then what was your kind of first job? Were you in a band or were you just, or were you teaching or both like after you graduated from Berkeley? Tried, we put together a band, but it was tough. So I joined uh, a top 40 disco band to work. I did that and I was teaching guitar for a while. I had like yeah. a lot of students. Yeah. And, um, you know, they want to be rock stars and they come in. I didn't have time to practice. <laughs> you know, I was trying to teach them to read and all that. Yeah. What was I'm the... a good teacher, but I get bored with it. 
And yeah. I did the club circuit, but it wasn't the kind of music I'd like to be playing. Yeah. You were just playing for kind of playing to make rent. You know? What was the yeah. name of your disco band? It was called the Chatter Band. They were around a long time. I joined them. I auditioned on I Will Survive and something else and got the gig. I was surprised yeah. I got the gig. I was no uh, big disco fan. You know, at, yeah. at first, you were afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, playing Bad Girls, Hot Stuff on the radio, you know, all that will survive. Uh, Justin, you bastard. <laughs> At first, I wasn't for you, bastard. You could almost say you were, like, petrified. <laughs> yeah. yeah nice. My head was not there. Yeah. So then I was also, then I started selling um, sports for a closeout to English Town Auction, which is, you know, down Jersey. Uh-huh. And that led me to have had some retail stores. Women's sports were not aware down the shore. So I had like five stores. And then I ended up being a women's coat manufacturer on 7th Avenue. How do you, City. How do you just start selling? You, did you just have like a clothing hookup or like a... Yeah, how did you yeah. get into women's sportswear? Yeah, so I started doing retail. Because music, I just couldn't stand doing that. It was like disco and punk. It was like really yeah. the same time of music. When I went in, it was like, yes, and Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Embers Lake Palmer, all this really good in Return of Forever. I got out, it was overproduced disco music and just punk, so I just wasn't into it. And so I um, was a women's coat manufacturer on 7th Avenue for about 15 years, wow. but nothing else filled the void for the music. Yeah. And then um, a girl I was working with, her husband's going to open up the cutting room, a music venue. So I became as a small partner. And then he wasn't, he, I'd go by, nothing was being done. So I take off my suit, put on flannel shirt and do construction, got us open. And then he wasn't handling the business. So we voted him out, him out as managing partner, voted me in. And I bought out 11 partners the first year. And I didn't know one musician, let him know the band, so I had to learn quick. And that was uh, quite a while ago. We've been open since 1999. Wow. So, and then I was doing both for a while. Then I closed my other business after about a year or two, you know, because my heart was in the music. Yeah. So, so you were, okay. So let, a lot of unpack there. Okay. So, so you had, so you, uh, you had a hookup for the women's sports where you're doing that and like you, you're, you're finding some success in that. Right. And that, and and that success allowed you to invest in the cutting room initially with a partner. And then that part, that partner was kind of fugazi. So you're like, you know, hit the bricks, bub. And you had, you said 11 other partners that you had. Yeah. Yeah. I put them all out. I couldn't work with that. You know, (laughs) I just want to get to drink and whatever. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're, like they just they, wanted to own a bar. You're like, no, no, no. I've, I've yeah. stuff to do here. We're gonna yeah. do work. Yeah, they just kind of exactly. want to party for free, and you're like, no, exactly. we're we're making money here. Yeah, exactly. No. Nice. So okay, so you take over the cutting room, and like you said, you would know you were you were involved in the music scene, and you had done like you had done some things, but you really needed to 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 get some acts in the door, right? Yeah, yeah, you get tired of musicians like, hey man, can you use your band? Hey man, you got any coffee? Hey man, you got any food? Hey man, go borrow money. Putting together your own band, that, that's what you're dealing with. So uh, it just led me to something else. Nice. So uh, do you remember the first act that you had? Was it anybody that played or do you, do you know? Yeah, do you well, Mike Viola of the Candy Butchers, 
I think who's involved in that? Um, Fountains of Wayne. Remember that Tom Hanks movie? Yeah, I hell yeah. They played opening night. Mike Viola and the Candy Butchers played opening night. Yeah, the Tom- I I'm sorry. I was going to say the Tom Hanks movie about like uh, the one hit wonder band. Do. Yeah, the thing you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you do. Yeah. So okay. I think they were the soundtrack for that. But mm-hmm. um, the first big act we had was probably Sheryl Crow with Gwyneth Paltrow and Kid Rock. What? And- yeah. <laughs> when was that? Um, I think it was April 2001. Oh, so, okay. Pictures. So it, it didn't take you long to get some uh, some big acts in the door then. Yeah. A couple yeah. of years. Uh, that was the day before Easter. So Kid Rock came out with a bunny outfit, <laughs> took off the head, and it was Tim. Uh, I mean, I knew it was going to be the rehearsal. Then Gwyneth Paltrow was singing with Cheryl. And her mother and her father, Bruce Paltrow, was there. And her mother, um, mm. Blight. And whatever her name was, yeah, she was there. And um, Chris Rock was there that day. Luke Wilson, she's gone. And then um, Kevin Aquan, the famous makeup um, artist. So, it was, yeah, it was a pretty major uh, Whoa, show. Man. She did a lot of covers and stuff, you know, you're not going to do in concert. Yeah. So, that's the first big national act. And And uh, Kid Rock, probably, he was ball with the ball at the time, right? Like yeah, he, he was, was- going with she did that song if i was the president of the united states and she'll be the first lady kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. so he was amazing he was huge at the time he was really blown yeah, up exactly. i mean huge yeah yeah man that's fuck. that's awesome so okay so that's back in 2001 you know things start right. cooking and you had at this time you had said you had already said bye-bye to the oh, women's yeah. sportswear oh yeah that was all gone by yeah. by two thousand, I think I would have won. Yeah. So when you're yeah. at the club, right? What is yeah. the when you're there? Like obviously the music's a big draw, but uh, like, do you have uh, like, is it more of like alcohol and and that, or is there food? Like, how did you set up the club? And is it standing room? Is there seating? Like, can you give us kind of a picture? Yeah, uh, it's like a supper club. It's tables and chairs. Okay. We have a good kitchen, so people are eating dinner and food. And of course, the bar, the bar's where the money is. We have yeah. a nice wine list. Um, the food got more important now than it was back then. And maybe it's 10% of business then. Now it's about a third of the business. Mm-hmm. And you need it for private events, keep the doors open. So you need the kitchen for that. And um, we do move tables and chairs for certain certain acts when there's, we had a Serbian band on Saturday night, 480 people all standing. We didn't open the kitchen, you know, when everybody's standing and they're drinking yeah. like fish. So yeah. it depends on, yeah, we prefer seating because it is set up for that. But we do plenty of rock acts where there's just standing. Nice. Yeah. Man, even DJ stuff, dancing nights, you so know, it, but the live music's the thing. So it's kind of like, uh, like uh, at times, it's kind of like the old Copa back in the day, right? The Copa yeah, Cabana. Exactly. Yeah. Where you you catch a show and you're having dinner and you know what I mean and like they and like you have tables right by the stage man that's yeah. badass do you do comedy do there comedy too as well. okay I was just gonna ask you said yeah. you do comedy there too who's uh, and you said Chris Rock has been there he was there that night yeah he's never he's been to as a guest a few times he never did stand up we had Joan Rivers every Wednesday for four years. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dave Chappelle did seven shows before his SNL to warm up. Um, Louis Anderson, uh, we to Gilbert Gottfried, 60th birthday. Oh. He was hysterically did a lot of too. But um, yeah, we've had a lot of you know, Colin Quinn, uh, Lewis Black. We've had a lot of Love Russell Brewer, a lot of a lot of big comics, yeah. 
man do you do uh like i know you like you like we said you have like the berkeley night um but do you uh do you do a like a like i wouldn't say an open mic but like maybe like a like yeah, a starting should... out comics night yeah um we have the starting yeah like yeah this tomorrow there's about eight comics we do a lot of comedy central uh, filmed 14 comics a couple of weeks ago oh really wow. two shows a seven per show yeah and Has- Hassan, they comedy something the Hassan here one. Uh, Jay Farrow did a comedy special for HBO here. Jay Farrow's wow. Seven courses or five courses with JB Smooth. They filmed some of them here. We've wow. done a lot of them. I bet, man. I definitely That's have awesome. seen. I've definitely have seen your club on TV then, because I've seen all of those. That's incredible. Yeah, we Billions filmed the uh, finale when there was a band playing a couple of years ago. Do you remember that the band playing? And, uh, and that was filmed here. They had him like at his birthday or something like that. Something like that. I've never seen the show, but it was the finale. They're really nice to work. I forget what the game finale was. of. Hold on, I didn't catch what finale. Billions, billions. It was on oh, I, oh, I've heard of that show. I haven't seen it though. Man, I, I heard it's good. But yeah, yeah. So you do a lot, a lot of filming, a lot of interviews. Uh, it's twenty twenty and CNN people like that. Do a lot of interviews during the daytime. That's great. Wow. We did Whoopi's fiftieth birthday at the old space. Robert De Niro was there. Robin Williams, Bloomberg. Um, you know, a, a lot of Ray Ray, uh, Ray Romano. A lot of that. Hey. Of, yeah. <laughs> Justin Justin does a great. I do a good Ray Romano. <laughs> yeah. So he did stand up here too. I'm funny. Um, yeah, so we do a lot of, you know, a lot of those kind of celebrity parties. Um, Bill Clinton spoke here at a thing for music in the schools. George W. Bush even did a thing here. He was here. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, John Lewis, Carolyn Kennedy. A lot of, wow. A lot of political fun. Wow. That's incredible. What's it like to have a president? Like, this is the Secret Service just all over the place? Yeah. They're, they're, they come early and, and all that. Yeah, that was yeah, so does cool. Justin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, 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 nah. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. How many? So you did you met both uh, Clinton and? Oh, uh... yeah, absolutely. Clinton talked and I talked about saxophone players. I had Blue Lou Marini from the Blues Brothers play that night when he was here because I know I like saxophone. Wow. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, Clinton's a hell of yeah. a sax player, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's really into jazz sax. What's jazz the, uh, is I know like, if you, I think if you're a bass player, that's that's called the axe, right? Yeah. Is there like a nickname for the saxophone, like the tube or something? Um, I don't think so. I know like clarinets, <laughs> licorice stick, uh, sax, uh, just sax. That's yeah, yeah. But they're all an axe. You know, you bring your axe. That's for every inch. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know. That. I'm not. You know, honestly, man. I wish. Yeah. I yeah. I wish I could play. An- I can wish i could play an instrument if i could if like yeah. if i could wake up tomorrow and play any instrument be able to play any instrument it'd be piano you know all oh, right yeah, yeah. sure what, justin what about you if you could wake say, up my same my little brother he my little brother knows nothing about sports can't play a sport it's terrible he's uncoordinated he can play every single instrument drums wow guitar piano he produces red hair stuff so on the uh, uh he uses like garage band and makes his own songs and stuff and i'm like that's awesome yeah yeah and then you Make see his red me. hair and you're like eh, you know but that would yeah <laughs> piano would be really cool i mean you can't you know it's hard to not say guitar <laughs> that's all awesome. sure sure guitar jane what about you well, if you, you guys could... are a major music area too philadelphia and outside philly there's a lot of history there too yeah there's yeah. a big recording studio right in concha yeah 
They just recorded the the Philly special. The the, the lineman uh, Jason Kelsey and the Eagles lineman did a uh, Christmas album there. But uh, we're actually from the same hometown as John Oates. Oh, okay. He's played here a couple times. Yeah, he's yeah. our. I mean, I'll tell you that he. So we went. He went to the same high school as us, John Oates. And he was a wrestler in high school, and I wrestled in high school at the same high school. So I've been trying to egg him on, but you know, still knocking <laughs> on that door. Yeah. But either way, when American he sees stand out of Philly, yeah, 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 yeah. Huge. I mean, Philly does have a huge history, you know, yeah, spe- especially too. Like they had like you know, like uh, the Motown sound, like Patty Labelle and the Bluebells, and yeah, right in sure. the uh, you know, they had they had a bunch. I mean, you know. It's, and Beanie uh, Siegel, yeah, sure. That right. Will Smith, big oh, big Willie style, all up in it. That's for sure. Eddie Pendergrass, yeah, yeah, smooth as a baby. All in oats, obviously. Meek yeah. Mill, yeah, yeah. Philly's got it going on. Uh, but okay. So then, okay, we uh, Steve, we're coming to the point in the show. It's everybody's favorite segment. It's called the Jadam's questions, asking some questions. Jadam's questions, a new favorite segment. Jadam's question segment. So Steve, Justin here is going to ask you some questions, and uh, it's going to be fun. So uh, Jadam, take it away. Hey. Steve, have you broken any bones? No, luck. Fortunately, no, no broken bones. Nice. Bone it's like the down. second person in a row. No bones. Well, now they're going to all break them all because you just what's jinxed them. What's, what's, your, uh, what's your dream car? Ooh. Dream car? Yeah, if I could uh, get like you any Porsche. car. Porsche. Any oh, particular one? Second just... Porsche in a row. Yeah, how about it? Yeah, I think they're sexy cars. You a 911? No, yeah, they have a good uh, like yeah. body yeah. shape. I actually just found this company. It's called Ruff, R-U-F, and they – so you buy a Porsche – then you have it shipped to them, and then they like they'll make it like they'll retrofit it. So they basically take your your twenty twenty three Porsche, make it look like a nineteen eighty Porsche, but it has like all wow. the bells and whistles, right? Oh, uh, so it have cool. like electronic doors and windows, and it'll, yeah, but it'll look like the old like I think it's like an old like nine fifteen or something. I don't know. Very cool. Though. Yeah, like Fun those stuff. old Thunderbirds or the round windows are cool. Stuff yeah, like, that. like the pop up headlights. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. Let's see. When's the last time you threw up? <laughs> I don't I'm sure it could have been that long ago. I don't remember. A year ago, maybe. All right, yeah. Fair enough. What's, about, your, uh, what's your drink of choice, Steve? Um, depends what I'm eating. If it's Mexican, it's margarita. If it's Italian or steak, red wine. Nice. You know, I can do vodka wine, so I'm not a big drinker. But yeah. uh, you know, it could be vodka tequila or, or red wine. Yeah, smart. Keep it simple, man. You don't want to go crazy. Yeah. Nah. Clear liquor. Yeah. Oh, foo-hoo, for sure. Clear liquor. Keep it clear. Those yeah. dark liquors, they're they're tricky. They'll get oh, you. Baby. They don't, yeah, they're not your friend, pal. I'll tell you, me and Tequila have never gotten along. We will never get along. <laughs> We've never been friends. And I don't plan on being friends with tequila. It just doesn't work. Have you tried it recently? There's been a revolution. When we were children, all there was uh, was uh the, the same or Jose uh Jose Cuervo. Right. And like uh that 1800 or whatever. Right. That's all right. it was. But like that Casamigos is really good. Uh there's another one that's like a, a newer one. Don uh, Julio. Maybe uh has gotten much better. Patron, I mean oh, they've yeah. gotten more expensive, but like it's way better than like those Jose Cuervos and that like yeah. 1800 was where you could flip the bottle upside down and it would fill yeah. it up. Yeah, it's eighteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's all garbage because it's tequila. So what are you gonna do? Get a good tequila. Whiskey, good. whiskey, Jägermeister. Oh God, if I even <laughs> smell Jäger, wow. 
No thanks. We used to have it on tap. It's the old cutting room years. Remember? Yeah, the frozen. It would come out at like 32 degrees. Yeah. It's a... yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that was a blah. blah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to like a, what do they call it? A surfer on acid, the uh, Jägermeister yeah. and pineapple juice together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, came out as a medicine when it initially came out. Really? That's what it's used for. Yeah. Medicinal purpose. Because doesn't it have like oh. 30, it has like a, uh, I forget the number, but it has a whole bunch of yeah, herbal uh, stuff. Yeah. Her- herbal stuff in it. Yeah. It has a shitload of ingredients. Man, well. Right. Not to be like gross or anything, but like just between us. Like, when's the last time you shit your pants? <laughs> Well, what's today? Thursday? Uh, <laughs> Been a long time? I guess so. <laughs> what's the question? When's the last time you shit your pants? Yeah. Probably when I was a little kid. Uh, yeah. No, you haven't done this? Ah, even I've shit my pants as yeah. an adult. Yeah, or no even, shit, like, Justin. Sometimes you don't even get the full, like, shit your pants, but you can, like, shit your butt. Where, like, you <laughs> like you get, like, that wet fart where you're, like, <laughs> oh, my it God. doesn't full-blown, like, exit the underwear. Yeah, but Unfortunately not. <laughs> Yeah, Justin, you have AIDS. What the fuck? Come on. <laughs> just wanted, yeah. just clearing down some topics, make sure what we're working with. That's all. Yeah. What about uh? What ask him the stealing one? Yeah. What's what's the last time you stole anything? Ooh. Oh God. Probably when I was about fifteen. You know, like we take Super Eight films for our light show from two guys. Probably I was fifteen years old. Something. Like oh, nice. Justin stole earlier today when he went to Starbucks and he stole out of the mobile order line. Didn't you, Justin? <laughs> I haven't done that in a very long time. What's a very long time? Like a month? No, I don't drink coffee, so it's been like a year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what's next, Justin? What's, uh, in your opinion, uh, who's the best guitarist? Ooh. Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck? Jeff yeah, he Beck. recently died. Oh, R.I.P. He was amazing. I'm going to write that down. Jeff Beck. He did, uh... Oh, wait, no. I don't. He's, oh, I... the English guitarist, Jeff yeah, Beck? English. Yeah, English. Okay. Yeah, blow by blow. He's phenomenal, yeah. Man. What, yeah. Uh, so he was in the... It says the Yardbirds, right? Yeah, initially in the Yardbirds, he was very young. Jeff Beck group. Did you um, see the yeah, Hallelujah song? Is that Jeff Beck? I'm sorry? He sings that song Hallelujah. No, isn't that no. Rufus Wainwright? No, he does. He's not a vocalist. He doesn't sing at all. He plays guitar. Oh, right. But he's unbelievable. I've he seen just... about six times. Phenomenal. Really? He just died a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, oh that's a shame. Johnny so... Depp was with him and all that. But um, yeah, he's just incredible, man. So man. he's like he's like the guitar player's guitar player. Absolutely. Go yeah. online, everybody. All those guys who are talking about him when he died were all blown away. Golly, that's awesome. What about, uh, do you have any favorite, like, do you have a favorite drummer? Because I'll tell you, that's something I just can't get yeah. into. I don't know. Um, Carmine Apiece for rock drummer. Um, well, and Buddy Rich for jazz drummer. I saw him live a few times. It was amazing. Ooh. Carmine. We're doing a memorial 15-0 to Nelly, the drummer of the Rascals on 27. He's a great drummer. Oh, man. So, yeah, those put my rock and jazz. Those two. Man. Oh, man. Nice. Okay. Good, good deal. Okay, Justin, keep going. If you had to choose one animal to go extinct, which animal would you pick? Rat. Rat? Smart. Smart. Rat. Dude, I think the infrastructure, I mean, some of them are like, there's so many rats in New York, I think they're holding up parts of New York. Uh, If you were to take them away, it would collapse. Yeah, they're gross. Yeah, uh, they are. Where where are you at? Are you in like Manhattan or what part of New York are you in? Manhattan. So, you, Manhattan. so you're oh man, so you live in Manhattan and you work yeah. there, like so not I mean like yeah, it's cool, but there's gotta be so many rats 
that it's yeah, un- I thought she was like with the side all those sidewalk shacks of the restaurants now. Yeah. And the garbage on the street. Yeah. Pretty gross. And they're so bold. They just come out, they walk right in front of you, you know. Dude, I remember I was in New York. Like I was in New York. Uh, uh, what was when was pandemic? Is what 2020, right? Yeah. I was in New York yeah. in February of 2020, right? So it was like two weeks before the freaking pandemic. And I remember we were. I was with. I was there for on a work trip, and there was like a trash can, and I saw this rat just like on top of the trash can going to town. This this thing was like the size of a cat. It was right. enormous. Ugh, so gross. Uh, I, uh, I stayed at like a boutique hotel in New York, and it had uh. So I was taking like the stairs when I left my room. I was with okay. my buddy, and we leave out like the side door. I was like, "Oh, we'll just hop out here and we'll walk out instead of right. having to keep going." Yeah. As soon as we walked out, the door shut behind us. No handle to go back. God. All you do is walk down the stairs go straight and then make a left and you're out of the alley. So not too far from a Burger King. There are in this alley rats. I mean, like you said, I had, I didn't know rats could be that big. There is nowhere to go now. The only choice is to walk down these steps. So we're uh, like yelling to like scurry them away and (laughs) run through this alley from rats. It was, and my brother, it was, it was with my one brother and he was just like, why did you do that to us? I was like, honestly, I just wanted to save two minutes of our lives. Instead, I put us in front of uh, rats of enormous size, and I apologize. I, dude, honestly, I like. I would love it if you're yelling at the rats like ah, ah and the rats just turn and are like, hey, fuck you. Yeah, like <laughs> see, that's the thing. Like most scurried when you got close, but a couple just looked at you like, this is a delicious Burger King dumpster, and I will not be bothered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking rats, man. I'll tell you, if I could pick one animal to go extinct, it would be cats because I am deathly allergic to them. Wow. Yep, fuck cats. Fuck cats, fuck dogs, and I don't give a shit. I'm not doing it. This guy likes hot salad. He hates dogs. Fucking son of a bitch. I'm 5'11", and I will drown a fucking dog in front of my three-year-old child. That's how much fucking not happening. All right? Yeah, yeah, not happening. I don't fucking hate. Fucking hate. Come, come after me, dog people. Whatever. Don't care. Do not. I'm not getting a fucking dog. Whatever you say. If you the day you see me with a dog is the day that I'm fucking dead. All right. That's what, what it is. What uh? So you met Clinton and you met what Bush W. Bush, right? Bush W. Bush. Yeah. If you could uh pick another president to like hang out with, which one would you pick? Alive or dead? Obama. Ooh. Obama. He probably has a yeah. good music taste. Yeah, yeah, he seems cool. Yeah, he does seem. Cool. Yeah, that's the thing. I usually like vote by whoever i'd like most want to have a beer with like yeah. I'm like whoever would be cooler to hang out with I'll you wouldn't want to throw a couple back with old abe lincoln sure yeah probably be amazing i guess yeah you know believe maybe not, teddy rose teddy rose huh? what was that steve I believe it or not george w bush was a nice guy and really funny oh, oh i bet i bet he was cool as shit to hang out with. said to him an australian bartender if you ever fall off the wagon, I'm your bartender. And he laughed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I bet. Well, what about, and Clinton's got to be the man, right? Billy Clinton, come on. Great talk on music in the schools. He was great. Yeah, man. He was, dude, I'll tell you, I'm not, I don't give a shit about politics. Couldn't care less. But I fuck, I mean, he was a good president. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. And, his, and, the, and it's his wife's fault for not blowing him. I'll say it right now. It's a fucking his, it's his wife's fault. And the like yeah. what you said too, like the like him 
playing the saxophone like shows so many people wanted to pick up an instrument just from that they're like oh the president plays saxophone i want to play saxophone dude massive sax boom in the early to mid 90s massive sax boom because kenny g was just hitting the streets billy clinton's (laughs) rocking the sax you know what i'm saying like i remember as a kid playing the sax was cool i wanted to play the trumpet uh couldn't do it couldn't couldn't purge the lips correctly couldn't pull the trigger huh jane what instrument did you want to play i always want to play drums and i still do yeah my parents wouldn't let me have a drum set though it was too loud yeah 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 (laughs) i think that's that's all parents everywhere (laughs) like if this you know if they want a divorce and to you know give their kid up for adoption buy him a drum set right come on now they now they have those drums where you can do it with the earphones on yeah electronic drums yeah 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 Yeah. oh no shit when i was a kid then maybe i would have got one yeah the 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 drums are just like rubber pads so like outside the headphones and my little brother has one and he's a real good drummer and he loves it it has the uh, like the metronome built in and you can like play a backbeat to it and record off of it well that sounds so cool. cool man it does sound cool Nice technology, huh, guys? Yeah, yeah, making sounds. Yeah, love it. All right, keep going, Justin. Um, you know, the last living member of uh, Leonard Skinner just passed away. Uh, yeah, just the other day, and that's a like a crazy thing. So you lost uh, Leonard Skinner in that plane crash. You lost uh, Randy Rhodes with a plane crashed into their bus. It's just crazy. That was the guy in um, Ozzy's band, Randy Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, Randy Rhodes. That's it. And it's like musicians. And they're like early and timely deaths. Like if you could have one concert from somebody who's, you know, has passed away, who would you, who would you pick? Mm, good question. Great question. Um, Buddy Holly, maybe. Whoa. Or even let's put it like, uh, like if you could have a posthumous, posthumous album, like if you could see like what Jimmy would put out, like in his I mean, Jimi Hendrix, Hendrix, you're saying? Okay. Yeah, like if Jimi yeah. Hendrix could put out like a posthumous album, or if like you could get uh I don't know if you're saying that right. Posthumous, posthumous, possibly, possibly. I'm also uneducated, so. <laughs> but uh, who? Yeah, I guess Buddy Holly. Yeah, you're most curious to see live and again. Is there anybody you'd be curious to see like where they would have gone? Like, like oh, I wonder, like Nirvana's sixth album would have sounded like, or oh yeah, I wonder what Hendrix would be doing now. Right, like digital equipment, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, like where he could have taken it, it would have been crazy. Absolutely, you know, all he had was a wah wah pedal and a fuzz box, and now it'd be unbelievable. Oh man, the shit he could do now would be unreal. Is there? Is do you have like a favorite concert or? Like music, like a favorite thing you've seen live. Like, do you have something that sticks in your head? Like, this was the best show I've ever seen. Um, when I was younger, like when I saw Yes Convention on Asbury Park, Vanilla Fudge at my high school, my first, my first concert. You know, it, it, there's been so many here. I've gotten chills sometimes. On you know, Judy Collins was great here. This John Anderson from Yes came and did something, blew me away. There's been a lot. There's been so many. i can't like do talk about like could you imagine this guys where it's like say you're uh you know having a tough day right and then all of a sudden you go to work and you just see this performance that fucking blows your so i can't tell you last time i saw a show and you get to see a great show almost every fucking night that's unreal man that's got to be fun huh jesus that's just that is I've got you got to play with some of them sometimes, so that's cool too. So oh, out of yeah. uh, 
out of like the newer bands, like what's the who's been like your favorite like newest band off yeah. the top of your head? Like somebody um, who walked in recently. I mean, John Mayer is a good player. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You know, just John Mayer. You know. Yeah, yeah. Old Johnny Mayer. I think John. I think John Legend's a really good song singer songwriter. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I'm trying to think who else. Dude, he belts it out, John Legend. Yeah, I don't remember, but yeah, there's 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 a whole group of young ones coming up that are really good, like Skip the Generation, all that EDI electronic crap. There's young kids coming up that are just phenomenal players. I've seen them. They don't realize it. That's I'm super really excited good. for that. I I I miss yeah. I miss like like dude like when Jack White came out, you're like this guy's a fucking musician. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. This guy can flat out play and he can right. make, you know what I mean? And like Muse, when Muse came out, you're like these guys can just flat out play, you know? And there's definitely some people after that, you know, like the Killers and Mumford and Son. And there's been plenty of great musicians that have come along. But I, I agree with you where I feel like we haven't seen like a fucking killer musician in a little while. And I'm excited for that to come back. Yeah. Have you heard that Absolutely. band? Um Greta Van Fleet. They sound just like Greta uh, Van Fleet. They're like Led oh, Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's yeah, crazy. I just, I, they're not original, but they're good. Yeah. Yeah. They said, dude, they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. I was like, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. Um, Steve, I don't have any more questions. Do you have any questions for me, Steve? No, he doesn't. Have I don't think so. Yeah. When, no. when, yeah, when does this, when does this stuff air or whatever? It's usually no, about like, four weeks out. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, probably for you, it'd be sooner just because, I mean, this is fucking awesome. So, okay, let's keep it going then. Uh, all right. So just a, a couple questions about the, so when you're, so you open, open the cutting room in 99 and then right. two years later, you have a major national act play. And that's kind of like, did you, do you have a moment that sticks out? As like, okay, we're fucking in. Like, we've arrived. Like, this is a spot. Like, you know, like, is there a moment that sticks out in your head that is like, this is when, like, I feel like this is us turning a corner? Well, certainly the Shell Crow thing. Sting did feel the, feel the gold on loot. Bill, uh, Billy Joel's played here twice. You know, those, those kind of things. SNL after parties when people hit the stage, like Dan Aykroyd and, you know, John Hamm doing Rainbow Connection, stuff like that. You know, um, but yeah, we've, we've had Lizzo, Chaz Gambino, Anderson, Pack, the young ones too, uh, Post Malone played here. So we, we, we get them as well. Blake Shelton, um, Jason Aldean, even the country guys with serious rating have done some of that. And certainly wow. Dave Chappelle and Joan Rivers, just to have in my life, is pretty amazing. Wow. Do you still, I mean, like, you've seen so much on stage and, like, have had so many big acts. Do you still get, like, excited? When is when you know like hey like do you get more excited when a big act's coming on or a night like tonight when you have like up and comers coming on that might you don't know that might surprise you? Yeah, this is cool. But yeah, if it's somebody like a from my childhood idols like a Doc Severinsen from the Tonight Show, yeah. he's an older guy. They walk down and here's Doc Severinsen playing his trumpet in the hallway with a wacky clothes wearing Tonight Show. That kind of stuff is really cool for me, yeah. you know. Or yeah. I got to play 20 or 6 and 4 with Danny Sarfi, you know, the drummer of Chicago. I yeah. played that song in high school. So that kind of stuff is really good. Leon Russell, people like that that I idolize in a genre that have come here and played, you know, that, that stuff. I would love Paul McCartney one day. 
That'd be that'd be Roger Daltrey's been here. Those well, we had Ronnie Wood and Mick Taylor the Stone with Simon Kirk on drums and Al Cooper on organ. Did about four shows. Gary Clark Jr. guested on that. That was pretty amazing. A few days. How so? Is Paul McCartney? Would you say Paul McCartney's like the one musician that you haven't had play that you would like yeah. to play? Yeah, he's uh absolutely. he's a great white buffalo absolutely. right now. Man. Yeah, absolutely. I would be that's awesome what uh, uh um oh yeah i mean he would be I, I mean i can only imagine how great he would be i mean paul mccartney come on he's just he's yeah, the best he loved playing, like, just got up and play those kind of guys like that you got to get through the agents and managers or about money but yeah they just want to yeah. play yeah so can you go over so this is something that like I don't, you know, like I've worked with some publicists and stuff with this show and different kind of agents and uh, from time to time booking people for the show. But for you, like, what is it like booking acts on your show? I mean, I'm, I'm, I can imagine there's people knocking your door down to, to be, you know, to play at your club. But is there, is there the other way around where you reaching out to people trying to get them or how does it work? Yeah. Um, I try to get to musicians instead of agents and managers. The musicians are about the music, where the agents manage about money. But yeah, you'll go to an agent and they just don't even do what's best for their artist. They're just about the money. Or they're hooked into Live Nation, some big corporate thing where you can't get them, you know? That's yeah. frustrating. Because, yeah. you know, the artist would sound better here. They would like it better here. But because of some, some greedy agent, you can't get them. So oh. that's that's how it works. So you got to wait till there's an opportunity for an underplay, or they're in the area and they want to do an after party or something. Yeah, man. Oh, because they're contracted with Live Nation, you can't put on a yes. concert, but you could put on an after party with. Yeah, said... we've done that. Sure, we we had 1975 recently an after party. After oh, party. they're good. Yeah, Zach Brown years ago he did an after party. We certainly had them. Has, a, lot, um, a lot of SNL parties. Has Sorry. anyone had any uh like anything crazy in their rider? Like anything? Oh, anything great crazy. question. Um, I don't know about crazy, just annoying things. Yeah, you know they're not going to eat it. You fill, you put it all in the green room, organic this, organic that, and they don't touch it. They feel you know, they're nervous and jerky to play. They're not going to eat it. So all the hangers on come steal the stuff. You know, they you know they just put it in the bus or whatever. It's ridiculous. Like like any like like square watermelon or like only red yeah, M and M cold cuts. And a bottle of uh, tons of booze. Like you're on, you're you're 90 minutes on stage. How much do you need? You're just gonna play, you know. <laughs> yeah. People have real jobs for 12 hours a day. They don't put have a rider or stuff. They need. It drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah, they're basically just like, hey, can you restock our tour bus? You know. Yeah. So I'm Man. like, look, we have a kitchen. Order something off the menu. Yeah, or fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have booze. We have food. <laughs> yeah, you want to drink? Go to the bar. You want something to eat? Give the give your order to the waitress. I need a uh, organic, vegan, soy low yeah. fat yogurt with three blueberries yeah. and one pineapple. Exactly, yeah. all that stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Have you? Uh, is there anyone that you're that you won't let play or come to your club? Not really. Not yeah. really. As long as you're serious about what they're doing. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah, never no. had anybody who you're like, they're not welcome back. Ooh. No, we never had anything bad like that, I don't think. Nah. Yeah. You're not you honestly, I mean, from talking to Steve, you're you don't seem like that kind of a guy where you're, you know, like you know, like I don't know. You just seem like a nice guy. Like who would want to bother you? I you mean, know what I mean? I'm a nice guy. 
Yeah. yeah. And you're just about the music, you know, like, Absolutely. hey, come here and jam. Yeah. I feel like those yeah. problems arise when it's like someone trying to take advantage of advantage of like a, a money situation or something like that. Like you're just hey, come here and jam like, and let's no jam. show somebody like no shows, you know, like a, or like a Axl Rose in the 90s, like shows up six hours late for a concert. Yeah. Well, I went every day. Lauren Hill was really late, but she was nice. Just she thought nothing is showing up late. People are standing out in the rain in line. Oh. Other than that, um, we haven't had any problems with anybody. Not thank God. Oh, we nice. did Wyclef's birthday party here too. Another nice guy. Speaking of her, yeah. whose birthday party? Wyclef John. Oh, yeah. Do you ever have any electronic music there? Oh yeah, we've had that EDI. Sure, not what my kind? favorite. We've had it. Yeah. What sure. kind of artist? I don't remember. We've done it. The DJs, all that stuff. Is that your shit, Jamie? Yeah, Jamie. Jamie's big on the festival scene, right, Jamie? Oh yeah. Do you ever do you ever do anything like a festival type show? Not really. It'll be like after parties. You know, with Fish plays the garden, we'll do four nights of after parties with bands, but not really festivals. No, they'll go to big big outdoor spaces for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that seems like. I mean, it's crazy to think like, do you have like, uh, like is some nights like a rock band, like in your face, like kind of going hard, but then some nights is it more relaxed, like kind of like a jazz atmosphere? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Sure. We do the Sunday afternoon jazz brunches a lot. Yeah. All kinds of love, string Ooh. quartets, 18 piece big bands, all kinds of stuff. Ethnic music. It's not too much we haven't done. I thought you'd go to a, a sit down dinner with a big yeah. band. Yeah, like a brunch. Would you jazz like a... brunch? Oh, jazz that. brunch also sounds banging too. Oh, like nice, like old, like uh, like the beginning of Goodfellas, like the, the sit yeah, down exactly. big band the dinner in front of the show. Yeah, yeah exactly. I would like to do that. I've never done that. Yeah, Frankie Valley giving you flowers would be great. <laughs> Man, that'd be awesome. So how do how does one get uh get tickets to your club? Is it like first come first serve, or do you have to get tickets? Yeah. Or... General mission. You got you buy tickets online or at the door. And that's mm-hmm. easy to do. And then you first come first serve. There's no bad seats. Not that large. You know? What's uh? Sound, we have the best sound. Our room is treated. We got good equipment. Good sound, man. Really oh. good sound. We have really good backline going for the artists. Five drum sets. Twelve guitar amps. Hammond B3. The Rascals gave us grand piano. We have really good equipment. Wow. So man, that's incredible. Let's start a band. I mean, we're gonna start a band and then uh, we're gonna perform. You guys yeah. got to come visit sometime. <laughs> oh, I would love. My guest. Steve, hey, if you're willing, I would. I would if you're if you're willing. I'd love to just do an in person interview with you too. I mean, sure, just, come on down. Absolutely. We'll come to yeah. Jazz Brunch. Oh yeah. my God, would Jazz Brunch be the best? Oh I, my God, I would love to sit with someone like who can explain jazz to me, right? Like, like I listen yeah. to it and I'm like, what am I supposed to be listening for? You know. Because I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of like, yeah, it's more of a discipline here. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. More of a discipline here. Kind of music for musicians. Yeah. And also oh. different generations grew up with it. Yeah. If you had to say, yeah. is rock your favorite genre of music? Yeah. I think so. I grew up with it. I do like jazz as well. But yeah, rock, you know, it's, it's the soundtrack of my youth, my life. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, I think we're all that way, you know. You, you're rocking your youth, you know, yeah. your rebellious stage, all that. It's crazy. Like yeah. when I, when we were in high school, emo was coming out kind oh, of yeah. big. God, emo was so big back then. <laughs> I'm going to see Blink-182 yeah, yeah. this spring. Oh, They're nice. coming back. As long as Travis's finger heals. Yeah, we've yeah. had some emo nights. Some emo? You've had emo nights, Steve? Yeah. 
Yeah. Real dark. Yeah, we've done it. <laughs> Real dark. A lot of broken hearts. Any yeah. bands yeah, on the top of, of your black, head? Yeah. What was that? that? Any what what bands on the top of your head when you uh when you say that? My chemical romance, probably. I don't remember who they were. Yeah, there's so many what? like hardcore emo bands back in the day that like you know, one and dones and single albums and stuff, but, but I don't I don't I'm not the the names of the bands. I remember the people and the way they were dressed and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how much yeah. they hated their mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's too funny. Nice. Uh okay. Can you tell us like um I mean we talked about it before that Lady Gaga signed mm-hmm. on the piano. So can you kind of uh Give us like a synopsis. Uh, do you remember what happened that sure. night? Yeah, well, she was she played here a few times. I remember she was uh, we're in spandex, like you piano gyrating section with her father there, which kind of shocked me. <laughs> but um, and then I said, why don't you play the grand piano? You're a good player. And then she had called me. To, she goes, the record label wants to hear me. You got to get me in. It was either on. A, I got her in, open on a Sunday or got her in to a schedule. And the rest is history. But she did uh, a songwriter's Hall of Fame. One's an Italian singer's thing. And um, Wendy Starlin was also on that bill. Saw her and called Rob Fusari and he said, here's the girl you're looking for. And then it was the beginning of it. And he came down, they wrote songs together and all that. And, wow. and then the next thing you know, I saw an MTV video. I go, hold on, Lady Gaga, that's Stephanie. You know, and, um, <laughs> I, I saw at the Grammys her first year she won backstage. And I said, Stephanie, she goes, I got a Grammy. I said, I know I was here. And she was really afraid to give me a hug and a kiss. And then she said, you got to meet my manager. She said, this is the guy that owns the place I was discovered at. And I said, you got to come back and play sometime. I will. I will. But if I get to her, it'd be great. But again, it's the agents and managers in the way. Oh, yeah. Have the piano. But yeah, she's come to an underplay for sure. Keep it open for more people like her to get the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to give back. Absolutely. Yeah. That's part. I think I think she she's about that life, about giving oh, back. Definitely. to. Yeah. yeah. She and seems that way. Her and just the piano is incredible. Yeah. Oh, she's she's so a total she's artist. A oh, she yeah. Did. She didn't need the meat dress and all that crap. She could really play. Yeah, all that <laughs> yeah. other. Yeah, her in those. Uh, she does an album with Tony Bennett, and it's right. Oh, fantastic! Phenomenal. Tony we Bennett. We did a Howard Stern show live from here, and you it did? With Billy Joel. Everybody did Billy Joel songs. Pink. Tony Bennett did New York State of Mind. Voice to Men. Melissa Etheridge. Dina Mandel. It was a cool afternoon. They didn't announce where it was going to be, and then until they got here, and then the sixty people in the audience knew, or something like that. It was really cool, Howard Stern. Wow, awesome. what uh, what what year was this? Was uh, was Jackie still with Howard at the time? No, or was, yeah, Jackie has done stand up here. He's a really nice guy. We, we no, had um, we had him on the show. He's he's I, he was a great guy. Yeah, he is. It's amazing how many jokes he can memorize. It's <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, Fred was yeah, Robin was. I didn't think Fred was here. But um, I'd say about 2015, 16, probably something like that. Okay, so it's kind of more recent. Maybe seven. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. He was a pleasure. He's a very shy guy. Yeah. Who, Howard? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, I guess it comes off like his, he comes off more boisterous on air, but I guess I could see that. Yeah, I remember, well, Jackie kind of says that too, like where, you know, with the crew, he, you know, he has, he, I guess, like, I don't know. He could, he could, I guess he didn't get to know him as well. I don't know. Off camera. Yeah. I don't know. That's much, that's Jackie, <laughs> right. but whatever. But yeah, nice. So do you have like uh, a favorite moment of all time so far at the club? Mm. 
Uh, it's hard to bring it down to one. Yeah. It's hard. And so many, so many. If I forget about stuff, then it comes like, oh, yeah. You know, certainly meeting presidents and, and seeing Ben show up. I mean, you, but um, the edge and uh, the bass by Mewtwo, I heard people screaming one day. It was, it was a U2 cover band. And the U2 was at the garden that week. All of a sudden, people are screaming, what's going on? With their phones in the air. And the edge showed up on stage with the bass player. I forget his name. Adam Clayton, and um, he goes to the fake edge, like, give me your guitar. <laughs> Shut up! And they went up the streets of no name, something else, and ran back out again. Videographer following them. So those kind of things are cool. You don't know what's even coming, you know. Yeah. Wow. Been so best moments, like like when, yeah, like you don't expect at a YouTube yeah. cover show to see you too. <laughs> yeah, Judy Collins show up playing with Jimmy Webb or um, the company with the, uh, what's her name, the star of that show. She showed up, you know, just unexpected things like that are really man. That's, I mean, that's one of the coolest things though about like owning a great club in New York where it's like literally anything can happen, that's right? right? Yeah, man, that's Absolutely. awesome. That's one thing I'll say. I mean, I love Philly, Philadelphia, I love Philly, you know, but that kind of shit really wouldn't happen down here where it's in New York. It's like literally anyone can drop in and shit yeah. can get cr- like, you know, you think it's a YouTube cover band and then fucking YouTube shows up. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, no, that's why we pay the high rent. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same true. kind of vibe of like the comedy cellar in New York. You could, you can go to the comedy cellar on a Tuesday oh, yeah. and Jerry Seinfeld yeah. might walk in. Chris Rock Absolutely. might be doing an opening set and just practicing. You could come to, your club yep. and turns out <laughs> yeah bono's in the crowd yeah absolutely that's awesome do you yeah. have uh looking back at like since 99 so you're coming up on what uh 24 20 like yeah 24 years yeah, right yeah unreal so do you have a uh like looking back if there is one thing you could change or something you could have done different with the club, do you have anything that pops that comes to mind? Yeah, the first venue we had the worst landlord. After ten years, we moved to you know, police submit to bigger, better venue. But um, that was it. We always underfinanced. It was always hard. You couldn't finish. You know, we had to keep putting money back in to build it up. If somebody's going to put on my word, make sure I have a lot of money. Yeah. You know? So I don't really. Rats, just that would have been nice to have more capital. Yeah. That's all. You know. did, did And like you said, the first place you had was on 24th Street, right? That's right. Between 6th and Broadway, yeah. And now you're on 32nd, yeah, is that right? Right. Yeah, this one's bigger and better. This one's more innate. We have an 18 guitar chandelier. The bars are 45 foot Stratocaster and card. Yeah, this one's really art meets music. Wow. Did, when yeah, you. Cool. When you pick out staff, like as far as like bartenders and waitresses well, and stuff, what what's that? You, what, what are we to pick them out? You mean? Well, like yeah, when you're picking out the staff, like the bartenders and the waitresses, is there a pre prerequisite to like knowledge of music? No, it helps if they're in the arts; they appreciate it more. It isn't just about money. So, and most of them are usually actors or musicians or artists, thing that kind of thing. That that helps for sure. And pretty girls don't hurt; brings the no. guys in. Sure, I mean, you know, that's why that's why I get hired. You know, what easy I mean? on yeah. the eyes. Yeah, yeah. But if they, you know, some are great bartenders and not personalities. Other ones are great personalities, not great bartenders. So some are good for service because they're fast, and other ones are great schmoozers. You know, yeah. But if they if they appreciate the arts, it's so much better. Absolutely. 
Yeah, because if you can talk, like, if you have a, you know, a music guy up there, like, you know, who's totally into it, and you can talk talk guitars with them, I mean, forget yeah. it. You are you know, sure. you got a customer hooked for life. Yeah. And it's better for them. Like, if, like, That's right. if, like, there's a, they pay a guy to, like, run out and grab the tee after they do a kickoff at the NFL. Right. He probably doesn't get paid much, but he gets to sit at the best seat and watch the whole NFL game. So, like, even right. if you're, you know. Uh, sure. A, a table runner just clearing tables, but you get to see 1975 on a Wednesday. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of like honestly, that's kind of like you were, Steve, when you were younger, working yeah. at the club in Asbury that's Park. Yeah, it's I like, got to meet so many cool musicians. Yeah. It's do you have fun. have you ever hired anyone that's kind of like reminds you of a young you, where like they just want to be part of the part of the scene? Not really. I wish I could find some some of that. I'd love to train some of the young son get out of here once in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Really yeah. It's so expensive living in Manhattan. They can't afford to, you know. It's so crazy expensive here. The young people aren't here. The artists, writers, actors, and musicians can't afford to be here. Yeah, I mean they probably all train get get the training, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, parking's a fortune. Everything here, it's just getting harder and harder. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, you're in the Mecca, though. That's what, you know. Yeah, I that's, guess, yeah. Yeah, that's what they say, the yeah. the rat Mecca of the world. Yeah. That's, right. you know. Would you <laughs> yeah. ever move your club? I'm sorry? Would you ever move your club to a different city? Would I rem- oh, yeah. We one time wanted to expand to other cities, then COVID came. Let me open up down the Jersey Shore, Asbury Park, so that's a possibility. Oh. One time we really wanted to open up the second one in L.A. I think it worked really well there. Yeah, see, it's possible. Just that everything changed after COVID. People aren't going out the way they did, and all that. Yeah. So you're the the mantra that of of the club. It's it's where art meets, or where like uh, entertainment meets music. Is that what it's so right? Art meets music. It's like musicians' living room. You know, when you talk shop with them, they there's a confidence level, and they feel comfortable knowing you're one of them, and you get it. And so that helps get better. We can't afford to pay like Live Nation. We could offer them, you know, a little more. And they come here for the memorials and the fundraisers and hang out. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it can be, be more intimate. They can make yeah. direct requests. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I want to sound like this. And you're like, hey, I understand yeah. what you're sure. actually saying. You know, well, you know, also yeah, they, they don't they have the equipment you know we change the drum heads the speakers aren't broken on the empires and tubes are changed we, we maintain the equipment it's we sound they sound good we care and, and that's a big part of it I think. yeah it across yeah because you it's like a it's a it's a musician like it's a it's a, a music venue for musicians so you guys know right. how to take professional musicians know how to take care of this stuff and that definitely exactly. comes across for yes. sure do you it's have just do, money and drink it yeah, 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 yeah. It's not about plus two. They don't have like they don't have like a twenty year old screaming at them from the front row. It's someone sitting yeah. down, enjoying a meal, enjoying right. their art, and appre- getting to appreciate them as an artist. Yeah, that's got to be. I mean, it's got to be so rewarding for any artist that does that. Absolutely. Yeah, they really like to play. I always show. I wish I had one of these in England. Wish I had one of these in Italy. Wish I had one of these in California. I get that a lot. Oh, I bet. I I'll, bet. Uh, I can run the one in Italy for you. Same. Uh, yeah, we'll go, you, sh- we'll you should actually look into expand, Albania. <laughs> yeah, Albania would be a big hit. Um, but uh, do you have like a, a bouncer and security and stuff too? Once in a while, when we need it, you know, if it's going to be a dance club night or something like that, or it's going to be just a lot of people from crowd control, we'll yeah. use it, but not that frequently. It's yeah, not Matt's, that kind of place. Yeah, Matt's 5'11, so if you need like a big guy, you know, 
I, I am 5'11". <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've I've been bouncing since I was 19. So fuck <laughs> off, Jesse. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kidding? I've done, I've done the damn thing. You know what I mean? I've thrown guys out. I've put people to sleep. I've cooler. yelled at I've yelled at a redhead and his pregnant girlfriend that have been drinking at the bar for nine hours. <laughs> but we had Post Malone. They had like a dozen security guards, ex cops, or coming up with guns, bomb sniffing dogs, metal detectors. All these little rich kids come from Westchester. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so like this is a very dangerous crowd. Yeah, be yeah, careful, yeah. guys. Of yeah. people yeah. who paid for these tickets with their parents' money. <laughs> yeah, watch yeah. out. There's a lot of penny loafers around here, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a bunch of strunces. That's great. So, okay, we're getting close to the top of time, Steve. I'm. Re- thank you so much for doing this. Um, oh, my pleasure. I want you guys to come be my guests. Come on down. Oh, S- Steve, I, I am going to take you up on that, sir. Don't, don't, don't tempt me with a good time. Uh, do. I'd love to meet you. Part two will be in person. Yeah, uh, but I mean, that was going to ask. Usually me, Justin, and Jane, we're always on the same page with this, but we would love to have you back on the show if you'd be willing to come. Anytime. This this was so much fun. I would love just to talk like musical. I love like history stuff, you know, like you like when we were talking like you, you have such like a knowledge of music history. I would just love to get to, you know, have some like a talk about that too. That sounds like such sure. a good time. But well, uh Philadelphia's a great food city, so I'll come on down. <laughs> hey, hey, if you want to come down and be our guest, man, we will host you Thank too. You. Absolutely. You right know. Up. Hey, yeah. uh, but uh hey, next time you're down here, let me know. But uh I but I did want to ask, what is something a dream you have for the future of the so the club for all those listening, the club is called the cutting room. We will have a link in the description of this episode. Check it out. This place is incredible. I mean, you're not going to get a better atmosphere to see a show and have a great time. I mean, I'm so jazzed about jazz brunch on Sundays <laughs> that you have no idea. So, so, but Steve, what is your kind of idea for the future of the club? Initially, it was to expand to other cities. So that's still a possibility. You know, right now, it's just hanging in New York. It's not easy for doing that. And I want to get Paul McCartney here. You got a small list of, uh, you know, he's a, uh, also on top. Paul's a listener of the show, so I think we'll be able yeah. to get a hold of him. <laughs> Fan of the show, listener of the show. I, I'm pretty sure he listens. Yeah. So we do. I know. I know. Ringo the, does. We've done a lot of breakfast with the Beatles in Q104, oh, and um, love people coming to Beatles stories. I play with the Beatles, like yeah. Peter Ash and people like that. You know what so, I love? The, show up. Oh, that would be that would be great. I mean, his son is right there. Is James McCartney's son is right there. Oh, cool. Dude, you know what? A lot of the kids. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Well, you know what I I loved is they used to do something in in the Philadelphia area. There's this radio station called 98.1, right? And they used to do something called it was an oldie station, and they used to do Sundays with Sinatra, right? And oh yeah. God damn, was that a fucking shit? Like my dad would play it. I, I it was so good. Like you know what I mean? You're playing my way and Chicago, like. You know, just all the oh, he was it was incredible, you know. But so okay, so for a few, I mean, you just want to keep doing your thing. Get some. Is there a is there an act that you never booked and they passed away before you had a chance to book? Yeah, like Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck for sure. He would have loved playing you. Oh, I bet. I mean, you would have. I mean, come on. If you put Jeff Beck on there, all because I bet 
it, because you're such like a musician's, you know, musician's place for musicians, you, there's probably like a group of, of, of really good musicians that are like, that come to your club that are like, no, like when a great, like a great performer or a great artist is going to be there. So you probably have a group of people that have been like, Oh, we've been waiting for him to come here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah man, absolutely. Man, absolutely. that would have been, gosh. And you, uh, did Tom Petty ever play at your club? No, he never did. No. Man, I mean, if he, I bet you know, yeah, if he didn't pass, he probably would have too. You know? Yeah, he would have dug it. Yeah, man, has has Bruce Springsteen? No, almost everybody in his band has. He hasn't yet. He's been invited. Steve Van Sant's been here a lot. Danny Federici played the old cutting room. Gary Town played this one, the horn section many times. Uh, yeah. Max Weinberg's played here a couple times. Ooh, but uh, not for sure. Clarence was there. Yeah, man, I tell you, <laughs> Clarence used to come on the Stern a lot. He was a a character on Stern. Oh, show. right. Your yeah. son and his nephew and Pete played here. Oh. Well, Bruce did eventually. I were doing a memorial for uh, a fundraiser for Clark Gaten, who had a stroke recently. So trombone player is about to go on tour with Bruce. Oh, so shit. maybe Bruce will show up for that. Oh man, yeah, you should. I mean, you know, I think he's probably still bitter that you wouldn't pay two bucks to see him back in Asbury Park. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you heard about that. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. this bastard doesn't want to fucking throw up the money. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, so, okay, we are coming towards the top of time, Steve. Man, I'll tell you, okay. this is. We were so looking forward to this, and this was so thank fucking. You. Hey, thank you, man. Is there anything? Is there anything you want to say to uh, your fans and? All the people that go to the cutting room before we get out of here. Just come on out and keep live music alive. Keep live entertainment alive. Fucking, fucking yeah, man. Dude, the communal dude. experience, not live streaming. Come on out. Absolutely. Dude, absolutely. There, I'll tell you, there's nothing like a live show. There's nothing like a live show. Like you get to the room, the smell, the atmosphere, the noise. The the, it's, it's the best. It's, dude, a great yeah. live show. Plus two, like yours is like... There's like a, you know, I remember I had a fight at this place called the Starland Ballroom in Jersey. Oh, yeah. I, think I remember in, that. I know. Yeah. And I mean, that place, like, you know, it was, it's a place for like younger people to go and party and stand and mosh pit and all that bullshit. But if you want to have a great time, sit down, have a great meal, watch a great show. I mean, like, it really just seems like, like you, you do have the venues where if you want to rock and dance all night, you can do that too. But if you want to just catch a great show and have a good, like, it sounds like the ultimate spot. I want to try that. I've never yeah. done that. Yeah. Yeah. Different experience. Justin, you should definitely do it before your girlfriend leaves you when she figures out that she's <laughs> way too good for you. Nope. She'll enjoy it thoroughly and love me even more for coming up with the idea. Well, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we are coming towards the top of time. Jamie, is there anything you want to say to the Jamie Iglesias maniacs before we get out of here? Um, well, that was an amazing story to listen to of Steve. Yeah. I'm jealous of his life. If I lived half the life he no, lived, I'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> if I just met one person, let alone right? two presidents. You know, yeah. <laughs> seriously, how about it? No. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Justin, what do you got to say before we get out of here? I haven't met any presidents, but I have met Bob Miles and apparently Bob Miles keeps good company. Mm -hmm. Steve, you are quite a good guest. Amen Thank to you. that. Pal. I, uh, I look forward to doing this in person at some point. Oh, totally. I, I'm, I'm pumped on jazz mm -hmm. brunch. 
Oh, dude. Yeah. Hey, can't wait. Well, speaking of the cutting room and jazz brunch, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, the amazing Jamie Iglesias, and our guest today was the incredible, the amazing, the coolest fucking guy in town, Steve Walter. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can also on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok Working Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives.gmail.com and please like, subscribe so we can keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See ya. We're seeing you guys up here. Oh, dude. Can't wait, man. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, T is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.